Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, it's a Monday. What do you say we do a podcast? Jerry and Al on remote today as we're out of the studio. We were at the Giants Timex Center, uh, Quest Diagnostics. Quest Diagnostic Center, excuse me, uh, for training camp. And uh, we didn't do as much baseball as we would have liked, obviously, Al, because of, you know, the Giants parading everybody and their brother out to Boomer and Craig, which was awesome. But I got to tell you, I was at City Field on Thursday. Obviously, the three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with the Nationals were awesome. I am stunned that we are sitting here this morning that the Mets are a first-place team because when I left City Field on Thursday, I left literally in that first thunderstorm. They were winning, although they had blown the 7-1 lead to 7-5. To see the way what transpired Wednesday night with Warmer Flores, then the way they lost on Thursday, for them to be in first place and have the crowds they had, I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that Thursday game, had uh, that that was a crushing blow. I was oh. actually in a sports bar. I must have seen when, after the rain delay, mm-hmm. that's when the, the homer tied it. Yeah. Yeah, that I saw. And I was like, well, this is a disaster. Well, and then there was another rain delay. You're talking about the home run that put them ahead. Oh, that was it. Yes. Yeah. At 7-5, they get the home run from Justin Upton. Yes, that was the one I saw. In the driving rain, which was... So I that mean, was already after a rain delay? Yeah, there were two of them. And then, and then there was a rain delay yeah, after Yeah, so that. what happened was at 7-5, the game... This is really amazing. At 7-5, you're in the ninth inning, there's two out. They call the game. Now, it was bad, granted. They come back out. There's two outs, nobody on. You got to get one out. Right. So after a one-hour rain delay, they come back onto the field. Now, at this point, I'm listening in the car because we left for the monsoon. He goes 0-2 on Upton. And then, uh, not on Upton, excuse me, whoever was at bat. You get a bloop single, a base hit. All of a sudden, two on, two out. Upton hits the home run. Now it's 8-7. And you're like, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, that was a crushing blow. Oh, and then the rain again. And then they, they, they postpone it for another three hours. And they come back at 6.30 at night. And there were like 17 people that stayed there. And it was one, two, three, good night, see you later. And you're thinking this season's going to spiral out of control now. Do you like this uh, Wilmer Flores as folk hero? I do. I'll tell you, I, I do. And here's why. A, I think we forget he's still a kid. He's 24. He's been in the system for eight years. It shows to me 
you know, I'm not going to equate it to Little League, but like when my kids lose a game and they start crying, like a big game and they start crying, as I say to them, enough with the crying, but I get it. It shows me you care. Right. That showed me it meant a lot to Wilmer Flores to be on this team and to stay as a New York Met the same way Zach, which really didn't get reported all that well. The fact that Zach Wheeler calls Sandy Alderson Friday and says, you know what? I'd really like to stay here. I don't want to be traded. If you're a Met fan, isn't that what you want to hear from these guys? Yes. So I didn't. I had no issue with him crying. I, I had more the issue the fact that we blew it up the way we did. I felt bad for the kid. The whole thing with Terry Collins in the dugout was funny. The idea that, and I watched the game the whole night, the fact that SNY's got a camera on him all night with this news breaking. Why is he still in the game? I can't believe he's in the game. Hey, let's look at one more. Let's look at Flores. He's crying. What's going on? <laughs> hey, who's Terry Collins? What, are you going to keep him in? I mean, what if he gets hurt? This would be so Met-like. I mean... It was crazy Wednesday night. It was good reality TV. I had it on, and the Mets were losing, I believe, right? On Wednesday night. Yeah, they were losing. Why do I think they won Wednesday? No, they lost Wednesday Yeah, night. they were Correct. losing, that and I right. would have turned that game off. Yep. But I kept waiting because they were following Wilmer Flores around yeah. with the camera. I was like, oh, well, I'll watch this. This the, is interesting And then you have to see the post game. Yeah, then you have to see the post game, and see Terry what was Collins, going on. I mean, I love the guy. Wednesday night, we only played like one clip this morning because it's five days old now, but he, he was... I mean, it was awesome. I could listen to that press conference over and over and over again. It was great. And people are, uh, some people on Twitter are angry with me for some reason for the doing a Giants football show today. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Well, here's the thing. These things are set up well in advance because TV has to get their whole crew out there and set up and uh, get all the cameras ready to go. And the same with radio. And there's only certain days that uh, the Giants are available. And it's just one of those weird timing moments with sports where uh, a week ago, three days ago, uh, doing a show up. From Giants camp on Monday made complete sense. Yeah, why wouldn't it? Right, they sweep the Nationals. They're now tied for first place. Yeah, now everyone's like, "Where's the baseball show?" By the way, on Friday morning, I didn't think it was a bad idea. Right. I figured, all right, we'll do some baseball, Mets, Nationals, big series. Maybe the Mets get two out of three, one out of three. Just don't get swept, is what you're thinking. Right. And all right, here we are. I, there's nobody. There's not a Met fan alive with the way they lost Thursday that thought they were going to go in and win these three games. I don't care who's pitching. Right, and and they play tonight. They play the Marlins yeah. in Miami. So we'll all be excited for the Mets tomorrow morning as well. I would agree. Right? As a matter of fact, they're the only game in town tonight. The oh, Yankees is that right? don't play. So what are we going to do all morning? For all morning tomorrow? tomorrow is going to be uh, New York Mets baseball. I'll tell you what tomorrow's going to be. Tomorrow's going to be, can we release Bartolo Colon? Watch this. Why? Because he's been horrific. Now, two starts ago, he was awesome. I think it was against the Nationals, too, if, if I have that right. But his last time out, he was Awful. I mean, like he didn't even give him a chance. First two innings, he was terrible. Two innings in the first, two innings in the second, two innings in the third, get him out. You've got these great pitching prospects. These kids, not even prospects anymore. You got these three great pitchers at the top of the rotation. You got John Neese pitching real well. You're waiting on Mats to come back. Right now, Bartolo Colon is the big uh he's the big problem on this team. But he's such a character because he's kind of fat. I hope he goes out and pitches People great love tonight. Him. And he gets a base hit and we can watch him run the bases because it's funny. Do you know who he's pitching against? Tom Kohler. Tom Kohler. Yes. We like him. Is he any good? Tom Kohler. Well, he's on the Marlins, so he's I don't really Marlins. like him. No. I don't like when the Mets go to play the Marlins in Miami. It's always trouble. Well, no matter how good the Mets are and how bad the Marlins are, it's always trouble. And doesn't that stadium feel like the fences are 900 yes. feet away? To hit a home run, it looks like you have to hit that that weird art statue out in left oh, the fi- center it's field. It's the fish Ferris wheel. The fish Ferris the fish wheel. wheel. So stupid. All right, Al, while we're talking about the uh, Mets and Nationals today, I'm sure you caught it over the weekend. Uh, This guy, Jason Wirth, former Philly, really good dude, but 
Here's what Jason Worth needs, and I'm not talking about a new swing or a new glove or a new new work ethic. The dude needs a new razor is what he needs. He looks disgusting. Yeah, he's very hairy. He looks like the, the not the Loch Ness Monster, but Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Sasquatch. I mean, good Lord. And you know what? Quite frankly, someone should get to Mr. Worth and say, um, Jason, Harry's. 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 Because he's hairy and he needs to shave, and their program is awesome. We're talking about the Harry Shave Plan, where you get razors right to your door. And I always love saying this with free shipping, free shipping, free shipping. and it's as little as three dollars a month. Like, why wouldn't you do that? That's the way I look at it. Uh, plus, with our promo code postgame, new customers get five dollars off. So, Jason Worth, let's go five dollars off. Just use the code postgame, and you go to Harry's. Can you imagine how refreshing it would be if you had that awful face of Jason Worth to shave it all off? Like if I go, sometimes I'll go a week without shaving. Yes. And on uh, I generally shave on a Sunday. I have to shave today. That feeling when you get a nice clean shave after having a disgusting hair face is really nice. And I think Jason Worth would really enjoy that. Here's how he would uh, have to start his Harry's monthly subscription and never have to worry about buying blades again, Jerry. He would go to, he's a new customer probably, so he'd get a free razor and save $5 off with the promo code postgame at checkout. That's harrys.com code postgame. And Jason Worth could start shaving better today like you do, Jerry. Every day. And I'm not once a week like you. I can't get away with that. For me, it's every other day. I'll say this. I had a disposable razor once when I did have a beard. What a mess. Yeah, rip your face right off. Harry's smooth as silk. I don't get those guys at the gym that use the free razors at the gym. Like, gar- I don't either. They garbage. Use- <laughs> garbage. The- Why would you rip your face up with like, that? Literally, the difference between a Harry's razor and a disposable razor is not only night and day. It's like, you know, day one to month uh, to day 90. I mean, it's that much better. It's like filet mignon versus garbage. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly right. Jerry, were you a big uh, wrestling fan growing up? Um, a little until I think I've told you the story. Yeah, until I sat second row and saw that it wasn't real. You saw you saw you missed punches and things yes, like that. You I did. saw a lot of the acting and it killed me. Really? Yes. As a kid. Yeah, I think I, I I think I've said this. Maybe I haven't. My 11th birthday, I think. Maybe my 10th birthday. Uh, my dad got eight seats second row at the metal Brendan Byrne Arena. It was called at the time, right? To go see WWF wrestling. It was, and who were the big guys back then? Uh, it was Hulk Hogan. It was Randy Savage. Um, I want to think the um, what the hell what was a big tall guy, Andre the Giant. I think yeah, was Andre still in it. Yeah, definitely. So it was like guys like that, and I was into it. And so it was the peak. That was a or a high point. It was, I thought it was huge. I had all the figures. We had the rings. Yeah, we could play. I mean, it was great. Even at ten, I was still doing that stuff, and I was really into it. And that night, just I remember sitting there like, "What is this?" Do you remember which wrestler was missing his shots? That I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. I really don't. I just remember sitting second row, and being so disappointed leaving it. And Roddy Roddy Piper, if that's where you're going, he yes. might have been. He could have been in one. I remember right. it was that skirt. era. Yeah, well, he had a kilt, Jerry. It was not a Whatever skirt. It was. it was a Scottish kilt. So yeah, I did for a, for a good period of my childhood. I liked wrestling. Yeah, I loved Rowdy Roddy Piper, and he passed away at 61 years of age. I think heart attack. Terrible. Terrible. All the wrestlers die early, unfortunately. But Rowdy Roddy Piper had that cool Piper's Pit. Do you remember that thing? No. He used to do uh, on the Saturday morning wrestling. When the real wrestlers would face these scrubs, they would just beat up it with these no-name guys. Right. Roddy Piper had an interview show, but he was very always insulting to his guests. It was like a three-minute interview. Interesting. And he's very famous for hitting Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I remember him. He hit him in the head with a coconut. 
It was a little racist. He hit him in the head with a coconut and rubbed a banana in his face because he's from the uh, Fiji Islands. Yes. And it was a, it was a big to-do. I can imagine. But Roddy Piper was one of those... Um, a villain. Yeah, a real good villain. Isn't a great in, villain. Isn't he in their WW something Hall of Fame? The WWE Hall of Fame. As one of the top 25 villains ever. Yes. Yeah, he was a great one. And he wrestled in all sorts of uh, like the NWA back when... When WWE didn't own everything, right? Where they were, they took over everything, and he was a guy who would be in crazy. Like I remember, he lost his hearing, partial hearing, from a match he had years earlier. It was a, a dog collar match. What does that mean? He and the other wrestler each had a dog collar on, and they were chained together with a hard, uh, really metal chain. And Greg the Hammer Valentine was beating uh, Roddy Piper in the side of the ear with the chain. Really? He legitimately lost his hearing. Wrestling really is, and I get beat up for this all the time when I say it's not real. And it's just such a weird sport, entertain piece of entertainment, whatever the hell it's yes. classified as. Because sports entertainment, I guess. Because a. It's not real. It's scripted. But B, these guys really do beat the hell out of each other. You've yes. got to be in shape. And you do get hurt. So what is it? Like, I, I don't even know how to look at it. Like when I see Evan in the newsroom, I mean, he is so into it. Him and Monzo. I mean, Monzo, I don't know what the hell life he's got. He's up all night watching reruns of uh, WrestleMania 4. Right. They watch that WWE uh, network. On, they do. Yeah. And him online, he watches it. And when Evan and, and Monzo are in the newsroom, they can't get enough of this wrestling stuff. So it's like, I don't know, it's like a soap opera for men, but it's serious stuff. Yes. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And it is a shame the way these guys die so early. They do. A lot of them die young. In fact, Deadspin has a section of their website called the Dead Wrestlers or something like that. Because they're, they're, they always will have stuff up there Do you about think them. a lot of it has to do with the supplements and stuff? I'm not going to say drugs because I don't know what they took. But yeah. clearly they took something. I think just the whole lifestyle. Those guys are on the road all the time. Well, how come rock and roll artists don't? I mean, that's true. Does anybody tour more than Paul McCartney or the Rolling Stones? I mean, they're 97 years old. They still right. go every day. I mean, Ringo Starr, you know. But they travel in luxury. These wrestlers are staying in uh, the crappy hotel rooms. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Motels. I, I guess. I mean, What's the difference between a motel and a hotel? I, I don't know. I used to think motel meant one floor. Oh, I see. Like a hotel you, was built up. Like a motel, you pull right up to the door. That was how I always expected, yes. In a hotel, you there's a lobby. Uh, yes, I think there's a hotel and a motel, too, or a lobby and a motel as well, but not as nice. I don't like a motel. No, motels are not great. I'm a more of a hotel guy. I'm more of a um, timeshare condo Timeshare? Well, I don't like the timeshare. I love the room, though. You do? Yes. I get a room that is gorgeous. I get a right. kitchen. I get a living room. I get two bedrooms. The bathroom in one bedroom is bigger than any bathroom I have in my house. I like that. Hotel rooms, meh. And I've stayed in some nice ones. A motel, bottom of the barrel. In most cases. Most Not cases. all, in most cases. Well, I interrupt you. You were telling me how the Rolling Stones tour, but don't die, you were saying. Uh, they haven't yet. It's interesting. My son was asking me about the Beatles. We were talking music in the car the other day, and I just asked him if he knew the Beatles were. And he goes, I think I do. I know some of their songs, and he knew Yellow Submarine, and he actually knew a couple. I'm like, all right, can you tell me who's in the Beatles? And he, he, he throws out Ringo Starr. Really? I'm like, wow. I'm like, would you want to go see him? And he's like, see him? Isn't he dead? <laughs> I said, no. John Lennon was shot and George Harrison has died, but Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are still alive. And he goes, well, we learned about them. Aren't they really old? I'm like, well, Ringo Starr's got to be in his late 60s, early 70s. Right. He's 78. Ringo? Or 77, 75. He's in his mid to upper 70s, and he's still playing. 
He's playing in Jersey in like uh, in October. He's doing his All Star Band thing, is that where what he, it is? he brings some of the old guys out. It's actually not a bad tour, I think, to see because what it's Ringo Starr and his All Star Band, and he grabs all these kind of uh, older acts that have one or two songs, and they okay. they each come out and they do. So you're getting a bunch of hit songs, right? Because each person only has one or two hits. Ringo Starr just turned seventy five. He's seventy five. Yeah, and he looks great. By the way, photograph the Ringo Starr song. Great song. Yes. Although he did have one of those songs where back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s and 70s, it was no problem to be singing about digging 16-year-old hot chicks. And he had one of those. He did a version of You're 16, You're Beautiful, and You're Mine. And You're Mine. That was no problem back then. You're 16. When did that become an issue? I don't know. All I'll say is times have changed. Like in the 80s, did one of the, like, Def Leppard try it? And they go, oh, no, we don't uh, we do not do that anymore with Def the 16-year-olds. I don't know. I don't yeah. know when things, well, listen, a lot in life and a society changed. has changed. Yes. Jerry, you've come to my condo today for today's broadcast. Yeah, we're on remote. We're on remote. Um, you've never been here before. Right. I'm mocked sometimes for, by Craig for being living alone in a condo. Correct. What would you? How would you describe my home and uh, the feeling? Is it? Let me ask you this first. When you walked in, does my everyone? Wor- I worry that my house has a smell. Did it have a no, smell? No, not at all. It didn't. No. It's not sometimes at all. musty. I feel like I don't. No, not at all. I, I have a friend of mine. You walk into their house and it smells like garlic. Yeah. And it's disgusting. I have another friend of mine. They are not American. Uh, neither the wife or the, my my buddy or his wife. They are from I'll just say somewhere else in the world. You walk in and it's whatever they cook with curry. It's it's not curry. Not it curry. Smells like them. Right. It's awful because I'm not used to it. Right. You walk in here clean. That's okay. Good. Well, it's I do clean. I do burn candles sometimes. You can tell. Yeah. It's very warm in here. Your color tone is nice. Thank you. I it's like, like it. an olive green in this room we're in, Jerry. What I yes. What I what, here's what comes goes through my mind when I walk okay. into this wonderful place. God, it's got to be great to come become home and be single. <laughs> it is so quiet and so peaceful. What do you want to do? Yeah, what am I complaining about? I mean, this is tremendous. I love my life. Right. I go home. It's where are we going? What do you want to do? Let's go outside. Let- right. Which is great. It's wonderful. There's no time for a nap. Right. This is like, let's see, it's 1130. <laughs> I could take a nap right now. I, know I could put a movie on. Maybe I'll go to the pool. I could watch I could watch the Met game from last night. I could go to the pool. You've got beautiful tennis courts. So you got no one to play tennis with, I right. think, at this point. Not at this point. I could read a book. Right. You've got the it's world. It's endless, and I don't realize it. I've got the uh, world by the balls, Jerry, and I don't even realize it. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. But your, your place is actually very nice. Thank you. And I have broken through it. That's why I look at it. I'm going to have uh, everyone over one day. When? Nah, well, no one else will come. You'll come. Eddie Scazzeri will come. And that'll be it. It'll just By the way, be I think we're doing something like that in a couple of weeks. A pool party at Jerry's house? Yeah, I got to let you guys know. All right. If you don't come, that's fine. No, I'm, be great. A, I'm in for that. All right. I will let you know. Details to come. All right. Great. Jerry, everyone wants to stay on top of the latest styles and trends, but it's almost impossible to be on the lookout for the next best thing. Now you can easily find the newest products and stylings for the home, like we were just discussing mine, for your office, for your closet, even the top electronics all in one place. You go to touchofmodern.com. Now, have you checked out touchofmodern.com, Jerry? I have, actually. I checked it out multiple times over the last uh, four or five days. And let me tell you something. If you're a guy, they have so many cool products on this website. And I'll give you one because it struck me immediately the first day I was looking at the website. It's called a, I think it's called a Pico projector. And it's this small little box 
that will project. I th- it looks to me like off a USB cord or something like that. It projects onto your wall. But unlike you know those big projectors in the past where you had film or video or whatever, it's small and it's I mean it's neat. I mean these are the types of products they have. They have really cool rings. I like the watches a lot. Uh, they've got clothes. It's tremendous and it's really geared towards the guy. So if you're looking to get something, anything. And if you're a dude, I'm telling you, touchamodern.com. I was thinking, I don't know if you've noticed around the office, sometimes I wear a bracelet. I'm trying to become a bracelet guy, like really? a guy that's comfortable wearing a bracelet. Well, why not? And uh, touchofmodern.com has a bunch of different bracelets, uh, all different kind of man jewelry as well. And uh, you were saying, that so they switch out the products every couple of days, right? Well, here's the cool thing. They have, I mean, they're big on sales. So really, you're never play, uh, paying full price for anything. They swap these sales like routinely. I mean, you really want to check it out every other day because they have new products coming in and out, and it's it's great. Uh, I think they start new sales every day. They'll keep products for five, six, seven, eight days. So you want to act fast because you're going to get a good deal. Uh, and it's a cool website. The design of the website is different but neat. And they have an app. So when you're bored and you're sitting somewhere like in line at the grocery store. Bam, you hit up the touchofmodern.com app, Jerry. And right now, listeners can get immediate access when they sign up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow, it'll be different products. That's how life rolls, Jerry, when you're in the fast lane like me. Touchofmodern.com. So that's it? This is our remote podcast? That's it. All right. It's been fun. We had two commercials. We'll have to do them after. And then whoever um, handles production on this uh, podcast... uh, Brian, I believe his name is. I think Brian will handle it. Brian Corson over right. there at that. He's gonna put it together. It sounds so it sounds all live, like well, it was all one take. We're pros. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian, handle that for us if you don't mind, and we'll be back tomorrow on the program. Adios. See it's the Boomer and Carton post game show. Stars of the show, Alan Jerry. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.